Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Now, spiritual believers and listeners, let's pick up where we left off. Let's get into 20, the fundamentals for 2024. We know, once again, read quick recap. Let's talk about grace. We know that everything that we will need for life and godliness has already been done through, through, through the blood of Christ Jesus, through his death on Calvary, through his death on Golgotha. Christ Jesus died, and not only did we get salvation and eternal life, but we get riches and wealth. We get healing and health. We get every good and perfect gift on this planet. It's already given to us through God's grace. And God's grace is God's unmerited favor. God's unmerited favor. That means you can't earn it. I mean, this is where people get into trouble. I tithe. I teach Sunday school. Um, I give. I do all this. Stuff. Don't I deserve? No, you don't deserve nothing. None of this can get you what Jesus Christ died on the cross to give to us. The only thing we deserve is all of us deserve to go to hell. But because of God's grace and tender kindness and mercy, we get to go to heaven if we accept Christ Jesus' blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And this is a big package. It's not just salvation. There's a lot of wonderful things that come along with that. So grace is already a given, and we can't earn it. It's a gift. Now, on the other end of the spectrum is faith. And guess what? He gives us that too. God the Father, Yuevahe, God the Son, Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and God the Lord God Holy Spirit. They give us faith. We have the faith of Christ Jesus. We have the faith of the Father. We have the faith of Lord God Holy Spirit. So we got grace and we got faith. So why are we not walking in the, the blessings and the promises of God? Why are we having sickness and disease in our life? Why are we having lack and poverty in our life? Why are we having these messed up relationships in our lives? Why? Something that there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between grace and faith. And the disconnect, I've already talked about it, is first of all, humility. We have to realize we don't know it all. We're going to need the help of the, of the Holy Spirit. We're going to need the helper to help us humble ourselves. We're going to have to read the word of God, know, have the knowledge of the word. And we're going to have to walk in love. We're going to have to walk in forgiveness. We cannot walk in unforgiveness. We cannot walk in um, offense. We've got to walk in love, and we have to love everybody. Yes, it's easy to love your mom and your dad and your family. It's easy to love your family and your friends. It's especially easy to love people that love you. But this is where the rubber meets the road. You have to love your enemies. 
That's right. You have to love people that despitefully use you. You have to love people that abuse and mistreat you. You got to love them. Guess why? Because God loved us. So the two rails to have exploding faith, to have violent faith that will extract the gifts, the blessings, the promises of God in the land of grace is we got to have those two guardrails of love and knowledge. The other part of it is this, the imagination. That's right. Our imagination is critical to manifestation from the fourth dimension as Pastor Dr. Bill Winston has been teaching. That fourth dimension, how do you extract that fourth dimension is, is with your imagination. You've got to know the word of God. You've got to meditate on it. You've got to visualize it. You've got to imagine it. The word of God. And guess what? You will have manifestations in the third dimension in this realm of time, space, and matter. It is so powerful. And the giants, all the giants of the kingdom of God have tapped into this important key. I've noticed that all the giants have tapped into this key of imagination. And we're going to explore this some more during this broadcast because it's time it's time for manifestation it's time to have the promises of God the blessings of God to manifest in our lives in 2024 it's time for us to walk in healing and health so let's get let's go deeper let's go deeper so first of all you got to find You have a problem. You got to find the word of God that applies to that problem. And instead of you focusing on the problem, you focus on the promise of God. For example, let's say we've got some financial problems. Let's say we are dealing with lack and poverty. Okay, so let's find the word of God that applies to that. The word of God, above all, God wants us to prosper and be in what? Good health. God has given us the Barak, the blessing of the Lord, maketh us rich, enriches us, waxes us rich, waxes us wealthy. And daddy God, you ain't as no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat, no tears to the Barak, the blessing of God. Right? We are a part of Abraham's seed through Christ Jesus. And because of that, we have a covenant relationship where we receive the blessings of Almighty God. Okay? So we got us some word now. We got us some word to attack lack and poverty. So we're going to meditate on that word. We're going to chew on that word. We're going to take our imagination and imagine, right, the wealth, 
the healing help. And when a matter of fact, God may give us an idea for a witty invention, which will revolutionize, transform our life. Like the mother of young children who could not afford a bunch of toys for her children. So she came up with something called Play-Doh. That's right. She came up with Play-Doh and became a multi, multi-millionaire. Play-Doh. So God will download something into your system. He will download it into your system. And guess what? Guess what? It will revolutionize your life and it's multi-generational. Multi-generational. It means it goes to your children and your children's children and their children. To a thousand generations, the blessing. So now you got your imagination going. You got, you, you are walking in it. But another critical thing is when you get that word, you meditate on that word, you speak the word of God out of your mouth. That's because we were created in the image of the Father. We were created in the image of God. Daddy God, Yuevahe, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. And guess what? They are speaking spirits. And therefore, we are speaking spirits. So this planet, planet Earth, is voice activated. That's right. This planet is voice activated. So we got to meditate on the word. We've got to believe the word. And we've got to believe the word is for us. Uh Uh-oh. What did I just say? We got to believe the word and we got to believe the word is for us, is for me. This is what Jesus, the Christ, our Lord and Savior did. He came not only to planet Earth to save us, but he came to show us how to operate in the supernatural. Jesus took the word of God. He is the word, but he took the word of God in the physical domain and he believed the word and the word was for him. It was for him. That word was for him today. And he did this when he went to the temple in Nazareth, right? And he opened up the book of Isaiah and he read Isaiah 61 and he declared and decreed that that day, that word was being operated on that day to that that day. And it was for him. He said, I am. He let the people know this is being fulfilled. This word is being fulfilled in your presence today. And it's about me. Do you hear what I just said? So you got to tap into your imagination, but you've got to take that word, the word to the point where you believe the word. You believe the word. 
so much. And you know that that word is applicable today and it's for you. I give you another. I know the Holy Spirit has been showing me Abraham. A lot of people blow past Genesis and read past, but Holy Spirit has been showing me, giving me revelation. Okay, let's talk about Abraham. This was a man, Abram, Abram. That was his name initially, right? And he, matter of fact, God had told him to leave his family, to leave and go. He didn't, God didn't tell him where he was going to go. He said, just follow me. He says, I want you to follow me and I'm going to make you a father of many nations. I'm going to give you a promised land. And Abraham, he did. He, he got Sarai, right? He got Sarai at the time. Later on, his name turned to Sarah. We'll talk about that later. But he got up, took all his possessions and things, but his father came as well. His father came along as well. And that wasn't the, you know, and also when his, uh, Abraham's brother died and he took, brought Abraham's brother's son, Lot, cause he was hedging his bets, I guess. That's exactly what I think was going on because he had no children. So he said at least his brother's son could inherit his wealth. So guess what? Abraham headed out to the promised land, but what happened was his father, they stopped and his father passed away. And so what ended up happening was Abra, Abra kept on going and he was 75 years old when God told him that he was going to be have a child. Sarah was barren at that time. And he said, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a child. So at 75, he heads out and then time goes by. And guess what? Abra said, you know, he had a really good relationship with God. He said, God, you had promised me. You promised me that I was going to have a child. Right. And of course, they got busy and tried to help God out. We're not going to talk about Ishmael right now. But the bottom line is, that was not a baby through Sarah. That was a baby through her handmaiden, right? So anyway, so here we go. So there, Abraham's a hundred years old, hundred years old now. He's a hundred years old. And I think um, Sarah was um, 90, 90, something like that. So she was double bearing, right? Way past menopause. So, so what happened? So God could see that through his speech, he did not believe God. He was still asking God. So what did God do? He said, I gotta, gotta do some fortification here. So God, what God showed me was he changed his name. He changed his name from to Abraham, which means the father of many nations. So now he's saying, He's hearing the father of many nations over and over again. People are calling him the fathers of many nations. He's calling himself the father of many nations. So he is speaking this word out of his mouth. Right? So that was the first. Then he changed Sarah's name to Sarah. Right? Instead of Sarah, she's now Sarah. And both of those H's, they both got H's from Uavahe's name. 
Ha! And now we'll get into that another day of what that means, but that's a very powerful letter in the Jewish alphabet. But anyway, so they both got H's from Yuhei Vahe's name in there. So now, now God takes Abraham out from his tent, from the ceiling of his tent. He's not limited by the ceiling of the tent. Now he's looking up in the sky and God says, look in the sky. You see all these stars? That's how many nations, that's how many, that's how many people, children are going to be from your lineage. Look in the sky. Then he said, now look down at the sand. Saying that he, his foot, he wore sandals back in those days. So he had to wash his feet all the time. He had to wash the sand off his feet. So he says all this, these little particles of sand, that's how many um, nations are going to be from your seed. Now, wait a minute. Something's happening now. He's got a what? Now he's got imagination. Now his imagination is activated, activated by looking at the stars, activated by walking in the sand, right? And it's activated by his word. Now he is speaking. Now he is speaking Abraham, the father of many nations. And people are calling him Abraham, the father of many nations. Everything is walking into place. And guess what happens? Jesus comes along with two angels, has um, lunch with Abraham and Sarah, right? And he says, by this time next year, Sarah's going to have a son. And she was listening in the tent, started laughing. And God said, why is Sarah laughing? And then last Sarah huh, lied and said, no, I wasn't laughing. Yes, she was. Probably Abraham was laughing inside himself too. But guess what? Sarah got pregnant. And by that time, that, that year, Sarah had Isaac. And guess what Isaac means? Laughter. <laughs> so... God is real. And when God says something, you got to believe it. It's for today and it's for you. It's got to believe it. It's for today and it's for you. You got to tap your imagination into it and visualize it and receive it. You know, you know when you, you know when you receive something, this is where emotions does come into play. Cause I don't talk a lot about emotions because emotions can get you in trouble, especially us women. But the bottom line is, is that when you receive something, you are very joyous. You are full of what? Joy. Right? And that means you have received something. So, so guess what? You rejoice. You give thanks. So how did Abraham build up his faith to finally produce the godly seed where he would become the father of what? Many what? Nations. Abraham did not count the deadness of his body or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He believed that with God said it, it was a done deal. That's And he got... His faith didn't start off strong like that. 
But over time, he glorified God. He gave thanks and praise. He thanked God for his unborn child. He went into thanks and praise. God helped him to imagine his seed as as plentiful as the sky. He imagined his seed as plentiful as the desert. Right? And he spoke the word through his name change. He was now Abraham, the father of many nations. And now Abraham's faith had grown so strong and believed in God so much that when God asked him to take Isaac up on the mountain and sacrifice his son, Abraham had already in his imagination saw him sacrificing Isaac, saw him burning Isaac's body up, saw God taking the ashes, reconstituting Isaac's body again and bringing Isaac back from the dead. All of that, Abraham, had, he believed God because he knew that Isaac was the promised seed. But because he obeyed God in this, this opened the door for God the Father to give his only begotten son, Christ Jesus. So what am I telling you? Do you want 2024 to be different from 2023? Do you want 2024 to be different from 2022? Do you want 2024 to be different from 2021? Do you want 2024 to be different from 2020? Yes, I do. And this is what you got to get into that word, read that word, ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation knowledge, to give you Raymond knowledge, speak the word instead of the problem, speak the word instead of the problem, believe that word, that that word is true, that word is truth today, and that word is truth for you, and use your imagination, take the word of God. And imagine, imagine the reconciled family relationships. Imagine the reconciled marriage. Imagine the prodigal son and daughter coming home. Imagine your business restored, made brand new. Imagine healing and health. Imagine riches and wealth. Imagine every good and perfect gift that God has for you. And you will see manifestations, manifestations of God's word in your life in 2024. Spiritual believers, I've been, I've been just pressing in to the word. I've been pressing in to a better understanding of, of walking in everything that God, Lord God Christ Jesus died on the cross to give me. I don't want to leave anything on the table. I want it all. Everything that Jesus died to give me, everything that the Father Gave me everything that the Lord God Holy Spirit gave me. I want it all. 
I don't want to leave nothing until I want my seed, Joshua Caleb Davis, Jordan Aaron Davis. I want them to be blessed. I want them to be highly favored. I want them to be married to men and women, a man and a woman of God. I want them to be married and doing great exploits for the kingdom of God. I want them to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the other things that they need in life for life and godliness, everything in this physical domain, everything in the spiritual domain to be given unto them. This is the power of manifestation. This is the open door. 2024 is the year of the open door. Manifestation, every good and perfect gift. God wants to be above all for us to prosper and be in good health. God wants us to be blessed. God has a good plan for us. Daddy God, you He has a good plan for us. And we're going to have it. If we would take that imagination and stop thinking the worst and start thinking the best. And then I know some people say, well, I don't want to be disappointed. Well, let, let me just scratch all of that because you're already disappointed. So let's scratch it and let's start off fresh. And let's say, I want the highest hopes. I want to believe God's word. The God's word is for today and is for me now, this is how Jesus the Christ operated. He did this to show us how we're going to operate in this physical domain. And especially when he comes back for the millennial, the thousand year reign, the thousand year reign. We are going to operate in the supernatural. We are not just natural. Those of us who accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, those of us who have gotten the second baptism of the Holy Spirit are not just natural. We are supernatural. It's time to grow up and become mature, mature Christians, not just baby Christians, mature Christians forgive for mature Christians walking without offense, mature Christians do preemptive, as my Godfather teaches, preemptive forgiveness. We forgive before people even do anything to us. We forgive. Preemptive forgiveness. We are to walk in the word of God. We are to abide in the word of God. We need to believe in the word of God. We need to speak the word of God. We need to meditate on the word of God. And we need to imagine, imagine God's holy word. Another interesting story in the Bible is David, King David, at the time, a little shepherd boy, at the time, Basically, one of the rejects. Father didn't even call him in when Samuel came to anoint the, the second king of Israel. He wasn't even called into the house. He was out there with the sheep. 
But he was called in and he was the one that God had selected to be the second king. And after he got anointed, he went back out to the sheep to tend the sheep. That's right. So what did he do when when his father sent him to bring bread for his brother and cheese to the captains? He brought bread and cheese. He heard Goliath talking all this stuff about, come on out here and fight me. And he said, what's going on here? What will be given to the man who deals with this infidel, who deals with this person who is talking against the God, the living God of Israel? And once he found that out, he went to King Saul and he said, I'll take this. I'll take this, Goliath. Goliath was nine feet tall, they said, approximately, maybe even taller. He's a little bit of short little thing. But guess what? David believed in that word. He believed in the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He meditated on the word of God and he imagined the word of God. And he made it clear. He told Goliath, he says, you come to me with a sword and your staff and I come to you. In the name of the living God, and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to chop your head off and I'm going to throw your body and the rest of the other Philistines body to the to the the buzzards to be eaten. And that's exactly what he did. He ran, not walked. David ran towards Goliath. And slung that stone And God, Holy Spirit They took that stone And sunk that stone Into the center of of Goliath's forehead And he was out cold And then David took Goliath's own sword And chopped his head off That's the power of imagination That's the power of the word of God That's the power of of believing in the word and that word is for you today and it's for you once again I want to close out this this, this um, broadcast with Romans 10 9 that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved thank you once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94 with Dr. Edith Davis. Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis.